My name is Goose. And this is Patrick. And this is, uh, Oh Please Don't, episode one. This is, uh, Oh Please Don't. Welcome to the show. This is our first episode as, um, you know, as a podcast. And as we'll podcasters. be- Yes. And we'll be talking about gentrification. Gentrification. We're not Gen- holding any bars back this time. It's not. No, not at all. We, ha- we have no one to answer to except maybe SoundCloud. We're um, literally going to SoundCloud.com. Bring the uh, devils upon us. Oh, oh my God. What if someone... Anyway, moving on. We're <laughs> what do you mean? Just say it. No. Anyway, this is the podcast. I'm, unfiltered. I'm holding... Oh, I heard my keys. Oh, damn it. Anyway. <laughs> um... Yeah, gentrification. Um, Patrick, define gentrification, seeing how you're the wordsmith here. Gentrification is, excuse me, I gotta, um, I just gotta take a moment, is a trend in urban neighborhoods which results in increased property values and the displacing of lower income families and small businesses. It's a common and controversial topic in urban planning. So it's uh, kind of a big deal. It usually implies uh, major shifts in class, especially of residents of a neighborhood. Particularly, um, we're speaking particularly, probably going to talk a lot about the Los Angeles situation right now, but yes. we can also speak to other places from our own backgrounds. I'll probably talk more about uh, Maryland, Baltimore, D.C. area. Oh, we'll probably also bring up some weird places like Carlisle, Pennsylvania, and I'll probably start talking about like India somehow. Yes, <laughs> India will be the running gag. It, um, it won't even be a running gag. It will go beyond that. It will become not even a meme, but the creator of memes itself. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, India. Anyway, so um, I don't know. I, I think I'll focus a lot on, you know, my experiences growing up in L.A. Uh, I think that's the only experience that I have um, with this topic. <laughs> Where, I don't know, I've never lived in Maryland, so I didn't even know that place existed up until, like, uh, I'm kidding, um, I have family there. Um, But, I don't know, how do do we start this off? Just start talking. What? Oh, okay. So, earlier today, I saw this post that one of my friends uh, put up on Facebook where this perfect. construction company this perfect. put up a uh, sign. doing good. You need to, you need to stop. Um, where this construction company um, put up a sign that said, I don't know, like something around the lines of, you should be grateful that so-and-so white person name is, you know, renovating their house because it brings up your property value. Um you know, and like stop complaining about the noise we're making. And I thought I think that it like kind of encapsulates, you know, the feeling around like gentrification from both sides. Where like one side is like one, you're disrupting our normal way of being. You're coming into our neighborhood and changing shit up. And then you have the other side that's like, oh, but we're making things better. And then it comes to question of like better for who. But then they're always gonna believe that it's for the greater good, a la like Fisk or something from yeah Daredevil. from Daredevil. Um, <laughs> JK, that's not a huge plot hole or wait, not plot hole, but plot thick. No, no, no. What? What's the thing? You can't say the employer's name, Patrick. Never mind. You broke the rules. We can't talk about Fisk. No, we can't gonna, talk about Wilson Fisk. We can't gonna, talk about Wilson Fisk on this show. They're gonna come after. Not us. our employer. Anyway, um, um, I like to point out that picture you sent me of this image you're talking about. They actually say. Uh, Jeremy, the owners of this house, for bringing up, for bring up your property value. So it was interesting that I thought that was interesting that the letter that they sent had was just kind of not quite like you know what I mean it wasn't spelled correctly. There was a huge typo uh, there. Like I think it's because it's reactionary. It's not something that was like let us plan a proper yeah. way of addressing this issue. Because I'm pretty sure they. I think I read somewhere that the people that own this property have been there for years. Mm-hmm, yeah. So it's not like they're trying to alienate everyone around them because that's just fucked up. I don't want to live in a place where everyone hates me. Yeah, of course. But this company doesn't lose anything. Well, maybe customers. But, um, they again, like I was saying, from their point of view, they're helping out. They're improving this neighborhood. Of course. They're, like, whatever. They're doing their thing. But at the same time, like, I don't know. I feel like it. it always comes down to this, like, thing of, like, who's it best for yeah that so that's what i would i was talking to some people about this and it was interesting everyone a lot of people who are long-term la natives 
a lot of them actually have more positive views of gentrification than I do because I mean I I've I'm not exactly someone that's living in a neighborhood that's being gentrified. For me, it's a lot easier to see it in a negative light because I'm not actually living in it. And so I haven't lived in a situation where I've seen my neighborhood go from really dangerous and not being allowed to go outside at night as a kid and stuff like that to actually being someplace where you can walk around at night relatively. And so it's interesting to see, well, obviously what I'm saying is LA natives who have grown up in that and have seen the changes have been like, you know, it, it would be positive. It would make sense. It makes positive changes. The only problem is, weirdly enough, you know, all the people of color just get pushed out. Um, not all, obviously, but primarily. And it's just interesting that sort of, that primarily, because theoretically it should be like 90% of gentrification is really good, but really ends up being like 10% of gentrification. No, okay, no. 85 to like 75% of gentrification has generally good benefits, Minus the fact that they're literally taking the people that should be the people that should be benefiting the people that have been living there forever Just getting just literally not just evicted, but pushed out like literally moved and it's it's interesting because that's where I was thinking I would end up bringing the India thing because but just I could talk about any like issue of colonialism where white man moves in people that live there get literally pushed out or indentured and turned into servants or slaves even and that's not exactly what's going on no because it's historical context but at the same time it's not like there's the same level of uh, equality at your local intelligentsia coffee so definitely i've still not been there and i've lived here for what 26 years um give or take a few months anyway um (laughs) But I think a lot of people see it in that, like, frame or lens of, like, the city's becoming better. Um, Because, I mean, I'll take, I'll speak for myself. I grew up in a neighborhood that was filled with, like, gangs and, like, you know, people getting Mm -hmm. shot, people selling drugs. And nobody wanted to live there. Like, people lived there because there was nowhere else to live. And, you know, we might tie that back up to you know, the rest of the area around us where it was, like, a lot of, like, expensive apartments or lofts and then you had, like, you know, these people in, like, you know, the smaller areas that didn't have a choice but to stay there. So I think a lot of people see that and see, like, well, I grew up, like, back in the 90s, I grew up in, like, you know, somewhere where I couldn't play outside without the threat of getting shot. But then it's like, but now I'm seeing like a Starbucks in my neighborhood and like, you know, all these like different boba shops and like fancy Korean barbecue um, places where like, I mean, I still don't go. I mean, I, yes, I go to Korean barbecue, but it's not like yeah, something but, I do on a daily yeah, basis. You took me to the KBBQ place yeah. and even though it was like in a good part of town, quote unquote, like you can't see my air quotes, but yeah. there are air quotes here. Um there was the fact that there was graffiti everywhere and it was like, I don't know, it wasn't that it was a bad part of town, but it wasn't like, no one would be like, ah, yes, the up and coming. Does that make sense? Yeah. I, and, I, and I think that's I, where like... I mean, that neighborhood particularly has a very specific situation. Oh, no, definitely. And it's still in that phase of like, you know, the, like where there's still a lot of these like air quotes again like negative like connotations negative, yeah uh, especially from like other residents like in the surrounding neighborhoods mm. um and nah, what, was I, what was i gonna say um sorry no it's okay um i was gonna talk about how you have all these places that like you know yes they like make the neighborhood look good but at the same time no one in that area is gonna be using these things like, these things aren't being built for the people that yeah. live there. They're being built for the people that they want there. They, it's, it's, I mean, because I, I can't imagine my mom being like, hey, let's go to a Korean barbecue. Oh, but she loves Woba, so I'm not going to. I mean, that's that, a. It's not something, she can live without that. That can be another, that's another thing we'll talk about later. You know what like I mean? Woba? No, we'll talk about the <laughs> sort of, it's the cult, that's. I feel like that's a... Your t- situation, you're talking about near Koreatown. Yeah. So, like, I think that's a different situation because, yes, some of the people moving in are more middle-class Korean-Americans or Korean immigrants, but at the same time, it's not necessarily... Um, that's a more cultural difference. Does that make sense, you know? It's a lot... 
Does that make? Am I making sense? Like the creation of boba shops, there are some level. Like I don't know if I would class it the same as like. Oh no! It's I mean, cause I'm not gonna pay like fifty dollars for like a smoothie. I mean, and they don't sell those. They, like, all of their items are relatively cheap. Yeah. But I guess uh, it's part of, like, that same group of, like, like that of, like, retail that's coming mm-hmm. in that isn't specifically, like, aimed at, you know, the, like, the people that live there. Like, yeah, people which, who, like, don't say... have as much, which, I mean, in my neighborhood, I think the majority is, I think it's... I want to say the majority is Latino, Hispanic. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm more towards the, like, I'm kind of at the border between Westlake, Pico Union, yeah, and yeah, Koreatown. Yeah. So it's this place where, like, you know, to the west of us, everything's getting, like, built up and pretty and, like, you know, colorful. And, like, I can walk out there at night and feel relatively safe. I'm mm-hmm. not saying it's the safest place. But... You also have, like, to the east of me is, like, no man's land, where it's, like, what's going on there? Nothing. Because nobody wants to do anything there. And I don't know, like, it's... And I can definitely see, like, why no one wants to do anything there, mostly because there's, like, it's not, like hipsters and like you know mm-hmm. are like rushing to go live in MacArthur Park like nobody wants, yeah like it's it's, it's not know. exactly yeah it's it's got a it's kind of that's an interesting LA is a very specific situation for that you know because yeah. of the way the geography is made there's and they did a whole sort of like research the research shows you know there are neighborhoods that are very um, working class very poor neighborhoods surrounded by some of the most expensive neighborhoods in the country. Um, You just look at, like, Beverly Hills, West Hollywood, like, yeah, those areas are very expensive, but if you go, like, to certain parts of Hollywood, right outside of West Hollywood, it's actually very, it's not just very cheap, it's very poor. Like, we're talking about people a lot more, not just an issue of homelessness, but an issue of very bad rent, very cheap rent. I mean, like, where I am, where we are right now, East Hollywood, we're right next to Silver Lake, Walking distance from Silver Lake and Echo Park, places that are million-dollar homes, and yet here I'm getting a, sure, it's a rat hole apartment, but it's home, you know? Yeah. For, like, junk. (laughs) Still expensive for junk, but... Yeah, because, I mean, you wanted the proximity to, you know... Okay, okay. Your hipster. I see how it is. Yeah. Yeah, That was the intention. It was your first home. It was my first home. You don't don't just leap out of the nest. You kind of have to... Kind of just like I don't know, like twirl out of it, like with your designer scarf. Yeah, you gotta have it. And your glasses, the glasses I don't have, but you have on. I do. I have very hipster glasses. Yeah, very shade. Yep, the shade's perfect. (laughs) So gentrification. Gentrification. Um, You, I've just been like, okay, go ahead, talk, goose. But it's like, (laughs) oh, it's it's. I don't know. In LA, I think at least with Koreatown, I wouldn't say. I think it's interesting. Look at the purple line. Look at the way the purple line is going to go soon because someone was saying that that's going to be the next two or three years when they do, they finish the purple metro line. And that's supposed to go all the way to the VA and UCLA. Now, let's be honest. Is the purple line being built for the people, for the working class people of Koreatown? Why? Okay. The, like, one, I always make the joke of like, why do I want to go to West LA? There's no reason for me to go to West LA. And it's not even all of West LA. It's the top part. It's Koreatown. That's yeah. it. Like... Or no, sorry, not Koreatown, UCLA. Oh, yeah. It's no, UCLA, like yeah, wait, what? Uh, it is UCLA, when you, when you think about it, it's just to make it easier for UCLA students to go and live in cheap rented apartments in Koreatown or parts of like that area of no man's land, and then they can just take the train and get to school within 30 to 40 minutes. I mean, that's their sacrifice. <laughs> is it a, It's not even just a sacrifice. It's no, but it's... going to be a thing because it's going to... It's like... That's going to be what tears apart Koreatown at the end of the yeah, day. Yeah. It's like all those USC students. Yeah. I, it's as what much the as I, Expo line was. Except... Oh my God. You're making so much sense. Uh, well, you know... I mean... This we is all, a conspiracy by the... Um, by the Metro. It's only a Metro. The only the group me- of people gentrifying... That's probably that's probably their like you know end goal is to just have us have a switch place and I feel like that that does happen historically mm-hmm. doesn't it where like you know with like 
white people move in, yeah. brown people move in. See, this is why, like, you know, maybe we should be for gentrification because I want to live in a mansion, like an abandoned, dilapidated, dilapidated, I can't even say that word. Why did I choose that word? Mansion, mansion. in Detroit. In, in Detroit. Yeah, like... Well, that's I what I mean. Like, that's what we're talking about is, you know, it's a reverse. It is a reverse historically, but we're, it's not always going to work the way that we think it's going to oh, work. Oh, no, it definitely... I mean, I can't imagine me, me being able to pay to heat up a mansion. <laughs> okay, yeah, having to actually pay to heat a mansion. Yeah. Like, it's I, all... You only have, like, a bunch of space heaters. Like, it's oh, no, that's, that's what it's going to be. Imagine, like, just See, my, but like, my apartment, but in a mansion. Yeah, but and I, one space heater. <laughs> I don't think I don't think the heat is gonna be the issue, or at least heating. You can it. always burn down the rest of the building. Oh well, yeah, but <laughs> I think keeping it cool in the summer might be the biggest issue. Oh, um, you're not even gonna live in it this summer. You're gonna have another mansion. Oh you, no, just live that in you the... haunt because you don't own it because you don't oh, have no. to. Oh no, I don't think we'll own these places. I think we'll just like uh, survive in them when we're fighting the zombies. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's rich people zombies. See, that, that's what's going to do it because, you know, they're all going to move to downtown L.A. Mm-hmm. with their Spring Street stores and, like, their last bookstore. And then you, that's where it's going to start. Someone's going to get bitten in the like, maze of books. Oh, we're talking about the zombies still? Yeah. And, <laughs> and then we're going to have to fight off a bunch of, like, bougie-like zombies. And they're going to come at me with their, like, Yeezys and, like, I, I don't know what I'm going to do. And their Thrasher shirts. <laughs> Okay, that's not really a hipster with, thing. With their, like, Starbucks coffee, they're just gonna, like, that's their main weapon. It's not gonna be a Starbucks coffee. It's gonna be, oh, like, a no. coffee bean tea. It's gonna be, like, oh, what's that? Tiva, uh, or that one tea place. What What's that tea place and, called? What is it? On like, Hoover. Um, Cafecito Organico? There's gonna be something oh, like that. Oh, but that's... Mm, mm, no. I get you. I get what you mean. Like, it might be, like, owned by, like, Latinos, but, yeah, like, th- that there's... shit is aimed at a... I, which is fine. I am totally down for That's Latino... gonna be the next story. That's gonna be our next part of this. La- Future case file. Um, Latino businesses that take advantage of the fact that, like, hipsters will buy into, like, their, like, cultural stuff. Like, this... that Maybe that's what I need to do. Maybe I need to be, like, a Chipotle, but owned by, like, a brown person. I think that's also called like is that Baja Fresh? No, Baja Maybe, Fresh. Maybe I don't know. They like there's so many clones. Um Well well, okay, can we talk about that's a good co- conversation. Can we talk about that? That's like our friend, you know, that's it's like many of our friends, the people who are still living in the neighborhoods they grew up in, whose families still live there, who still managed to survive despite rising property values. And sort of like you were saying with your mom, like now she loves boba. She drinks boba all the time. So oh, I no. love this shit. She loves boba. She loves going. Like, she's like, oh, bring me, like, a macchiato. Like, I'm just like, what? <laughs> um, but I don't, I think, I don't know. Like, a lot of that has to do with rent control. The fact that, like, we live in buildings. Or, oh. like, a lot of us, like, at least people that I know live in, like, buildings have, like, like, we can't raise the rent more than, like, X percentage. Yeah, well, so, that's rent um, control's a thing everywhere. I mean, that's a thing here. That's a thing in yeah. a lot of. Oh that's no, I'm just saying why that LA that's, has those pockets. I know, and like, and that's why it's easy for like us to be like you know working class, but mm-hmm. still be able to like benefit. Yeah, because from it, like, uh, but then I'm not like, but then you have people who like I don't know move into like a brand new building one day and then the next year it's like hey your lease is up here is you know if you want to like live here again it's like there's like a thousand dollar increase and you're like oh shit like um i don't know i'm not saying that like i'm not justifying gentrification by saying hey only gentrify like the rent controlled communities because then you have like owners that will like be like We'll just, like, I don't know. We'll just switch the house over. Yeah. yeah you could be like, oh, what's her name? Uh, Elena? I don't know what her name is in Daredevil. Oh, the woman? The yeah, woman. you'll have, like, well, thugs yeah. breaking in, like, busting up your pipes. I mean, that's what's, <laughs> I mean, that's what's literally always been happening in the history of... That's the Bronx... That's literally the story of the Bronx in the se- late 70s is people... The housing market going so, so far down that they did, they did the opposite. They burned down the buildings... So they could collect on money, sometimes yeah. killing people who were stuck in the buildings or not even evicted and things like that. That's terrible. Um, homeless people also trying to live in them or other junkies, people, uh, drug addicts, stuff like that. People, 
it's it's a, it's a story told over and over again of the city right now is nobody really has solved a lot of the problems we've been dealing with for the past century or so and they're kind of getting worse when it that's what gentrification kind of feels like you yeah. know it's all of these problems that center around the city partly because there's more people there and then not fixing it i mean when you think about i think something interesting about gentrification is there's there is racialized differences i think like a good example is i'll bring up baltimore now because okay. baltimore the famous the wire everyone knows all about Baltimore has been screwed over so many different ways, especially the black population of Baltimore, 100%. Not just the black population, of course, there's a, a minority of, and by minority I mean 40% of white Baltimoreans, but regardless, everyone in Baltimore of the working class has been screwed over, especially black populations, black people who have been literally pushed out, who have literally seen rents, like you said, not skyrocket actually, but like, yeah, skyrocket. I don't know. I don't know how to explain it because it's just a lot of things that's going on to a point where there are buildings, old abandoned buildings that cannot be sold in Baltimore because there's no one that will buy them. There's no property value whatsoever. And it's really weird. It, how does that make sense? You know, it's a building, but it's because it's more expensive not to upkeep, but to fix it or to even demolish it. Sometimes we're talking about buildings that just we're talking about like broken gas systems that like if you break it down you have to have so many precautions expensive precautions to keep it from exploding and so i just it's interesting you're like yeah because it is you're like i see your face like fuck i I don't even know how to deal with that because it's it's a very different situation because there's gentrification in baltimore of course and that's in certain areas but it's still it's growing and again well the difference here i'd say than la because la does have a lot of really good um what are we rent control has really good rent control Baltimore doesn't have the same rent control situations there are a lot of people getting kicked out right away there's a lot of neighborhoods that have been kicked out already a decade ago and those are the places that are getting flipped over and turned into places where the people that go to Johns Hopkins are going to move into and I think it's just interesting because I was actually going to say the differences in especially how different not just locations but different races experience gentrification not to say that it's inherently different but i do think there are differences and and in locations because you'll find that the especially in la the latino population dealing in like the south bay area and like east la are dealing with way different situations than latinos in hollywood and central la or not even to talk about the valley not even to begin with the valley I, i don't even know anything about the valley yeah and then it's to say well then it's to say also like what about african-american populations in la like how about what they're dealing with gentrification because i think it's just very interesting because i i don't know we always kind of want to say it's like the same way but it's not always no i mean because it definitely takes into like account like race is definitely one of those things that like i don't know like i don't know because i mean just as an example like i always like i don't know just talk shit about south la Mm -hmm. like not in like a very like overtly racist way but like that's all i've heard as someone that has always lived in central la like you hear like you grow up like hearing all these like i don't know comments about like what it's like to live like south of washington (laughs) (laughs) just washington that's it well maybe not what i mean that's that's i mean that kind of makes sense though i get that's as far as like i ever like went as a kid like i like you would never hear me like, unless I was going to Long Beach, but I would take the blue line. Like, but it's not, it's like this area of LA that like, I never hear about. Hmm. And that is strange. The fact that there's like this large part of our city that like, nobody gives a shit about. Well, does that, I, I guess South Central is located, because uh, South Central is part of LA. That's below Washington, Yeah. Right? Yeah. Okay. I'm just I, I get Washington mixed up. I know Washington more on the West LA side. I'm like, yeah. oh, that's exactly where that's Culver City. Different. I was like halfway no, through Culver City. That's completely different. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, it's a different situation. Like that's more like once you pet, get past Culver City, it's a different yeah. world. Um, but I think that's very interesting because again, that's partly because those areas aren't even technically part of LA. That's the yeah. that's one way they sort of get away with it. Yeah. But it's just interesting because there's no there's no like there's not a lot of official changes. It's like I said, like it's like West LA, West Hollywood versus Hollywood. The change is not something you notice. 
you know, you don't notice I'm in West Hollywood compared to I'm in Hollywood. You kind of do because uh, things get more if, rainbow. But yeah. besides, besides the like sudden queer, not even queer, the sudden gayification of the neighborhood, it's not exactly as noticeable. But they make it seem like it's a big notice, and it's always. I mean, not coming from LA, the one thing I think of when I think of South LA is people making a huge fuss over South Central over yeah. violence, violence that explicitly rarely includes Latinos, ironically, but is regularly talked about as the ever specter of black violence and black crime. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's a lot of like things left over from like the nineties and like the riots and, and I mean, which makes, interesting, which makes no sense because like, I mean, yes, it makes sense. Like in terms of like associations and like people will make those whether consciously or like, subconsciously um but i don't know i feel like everyone like I, I don't know where i heard this today but everyone wants to talk about black on black violence but it's like <laughs> i'm pretty sure that there are places in south la that are not like as violent as my neighborhood in my neighborhood is like yes it's shit but like you know, people look at it, and I remember one of my friends being like, oh, why do you live here? And I was just like, oh, is there <laughs> something wrong? Like, um, and again, like, neighborhoods constantly change, but no one's ever like, well, don't, like, well, yeah, no. I I hear people get like, don't go to my car at the park, you're probably going to get shot, or like... I they literally know. tell you that on the metro. Like, there's literally people that say that out loud. Yeah, like, so... Like, loudly <laughs> proclaimed. Yeah, Sorry. keep your shit safe. Um, but... It's not, like, even though these things happen, they're not, like, it's not like people are, like, avoid, like, all of Westlake. Avoid <laughs> anything past, like, like between, like, Wilshire, Vermont and, like, Metro and Seven. But I feel like that's how some people treat South LA, and it's very much about race. Because, yeah. because, like, you can say, like, oh, look, here is, like, fun adventures you can have in, like, Westlake. Like, I know there's, like, I don't know what people would do in Westlake, but... Boba! People, mm, not so much. Maybe, like, maybe people will sell it as, like, go have, like, pupusas or, like, tacos or some other, like, I don't know, go buy a green card. Like, <laughs> it's all these, like... I don't common, know. It's a common one. Common problem you gotta yeah. do on your vacation. Yes, I just lose my like papers and all of them. All of them, and, and I have you just no need way. a fake green card yeah, for the whole rest. Just of so it. I can stay here, even though like whatever. There, there's still like some sort of push to like get people to like go to these places, but like I've never felt that same push. Like, hey, take the blue line to like the Watts Towers, like. I guess we'll, we'll take a break here. Um, we're, we're breaking? For a word from our sponsors. And we're back. Um, I hope you enjoyed that message from our wonderful sponsors. Yeah. Uh, Oh, shoot. Um, anyway, uh, where's your roommate? Was he priced out of here? No, he was not priced out of here. Oh, gingerbreakation okay. humor. Ooh, too mean, soon? Too soon? Maybe. Topical? Um, topical? topical. Uh, I mean, it's, squawk, so, squawk? it's so expensive to live west of Silver Lake. Or what was that? West Silver Lake. Westilla? No, I think Westilla. I think it's Westilla. No, it's Westilla. Uh, it, 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 Wait, that was, I was like, no, it's, it's like, not. It's the same thing that you just said. Anyway, um, <laughs> it's west, west of Hoover, but like east of LACC. Please don't tell anyone where we are. Actually, never mind. Tell everyone where that's we like, are. That's like a giant area. That's true. They don't know where we are. Yeah. It's not like I'm like, hey, come to like, I don't know, the corner of, oh. uh, of, Main Street. Virgil and Melrose. See, now you're getting specific. That's not... You're right. It is right there. Never mind. Yeah. God. Now everyone's going to come stalk you. We're anyway, dead. We're dead. They found the secret bunker. It's just like <laughs> Jessica Jones all over again. It's always like Jessica Jones. That's a humor. That's something no one's going to get. No. Yeah. Probably. No one's going to get Hey, go watch... No, I'm no. They're not sponsoring this, so... Yeah. Netflix anyway, doesn't sponsor us. They Keep don't. Going. They don't. They don't believe in us. They they saw our gentrification message and they were like that is too much like Daredevil. Yeah, like, we cannot do this. We cannot like 
what is it? What is that? Um, fuck. Anyway, um, uh, yeah, that's exactly what it was. Um, or not at all. Um, it's I, just like those people on the street when I'm like, hey, take a moment for LGBT rights, and I'm canvassing, and they say, I don't believe in gay people. You know, that's, that's Netflix doesn't believe in us. Oh God, they just don't believe say, in our existence. I don't know how how people cannot believe in gay people. It's not like it's not like we made ourselves up. Um, uh, at least I didn't. Is this connect? Is this relevant to gentrification? Well, here? maybe. Uh, Wait, we can talk about the gays gentrifying our spaces, yeah. or the opposite when gays get kicked out. Um, when the gays get kicked out of their homes. Well, and I mean that's, that's that's like a horror movie cliche, right? I think this is actually that's a future. Not a horror movie like cliche. I'm, I'm putting this in on on the record. Um, a future topic that I do want to talk about is about how we automatically assume gay means white. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and of because so, yeah, right, it's classic. Yeah, because like right now, even as you said, like the gay is getting kicked out. Yeah, you think of I right. automatically yeah. thought of like West Hollywood. Yeah, that's not even what I thought. Parts of Silver Lake. Not um, even what I thought. But, but that's definitely like okay. one of the the effects. I'll just be of triggered being, over here. Oh my god! Sorry, I just have to keep making jokes. Right? I swear, that's one of the effects that like being priced out of a neighborhood has. Like I remember there was this article about like how brown, like black, like LGBT people are still stuck in this like you know cycle of poverty, and yeah, you know we never think about it in that where like it's not just because people are poor it's because you have all these structures that you know are constantly you know taking away opportunities from people who are just trying to make an honest living and, and that's it, where i bring it to what i wanted to talk about which oh. is gentrification because gentrification affects communities we think of these okay let's think of these communities that we're talking about we're talking a lot of time of working class communities and then people of color why do we always assume that those are primarily straight communities in there they're not just straight communities yeah i'm not straight and i live in this these communities exactly lgbt people are a part are in sometimes a very connected part of those communities they're very integrated into those communities sometimes more than we're talking about some of these like, yeah like a, a white a white middle class neighborhood in des moines iowa just to make a random Reference Des Moines. Is that how you say it? I don't. I don't know. It's French. No, like, I, I honestly know. never knew how to say that. Des Moines. I don't. I, I don't. Uh, they're gonna kill us. All of Iowa. Is it even in Iowa? Who it's, cares? It's in anyway, Iowa. It is in Iowa. Flyover states. The states I would look at outside my window. But where like middle class to. white people will just kick out their like gay white son, and then they come and, to West Hollywood, and, and then, then they like they actually. Make money, and then they because they can get a job relatively easier than someone with a different name or darker oh, skin. Oh, white people! I thought you meant like in general, like LGBT people. Can no, get- I mean that's the thing too. Like nowadays, that's the thing. In the old days, that's the thing. 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 But it's you know, like you'll see these people, especially in West Hollywood, who are all the rich people are actually middle aged and older. It's not younger, like especially like. People that came to L.A. after the 90s at this point are not people who always were that successful, and especially the LGBT community that was escaping here as maybe a sort of faucet from San Francisco. The yeah, the runoff. Yeah, the runoff. is literally the runoff. That's sad. Which is, well, it's, it's good for some, like the West Hollywood types. But then, like, look at places like, I think a good example is the community in Silver Lake. That's why I bring that up all the time, is the Silver Lake in the 60s and the 70s and even in the 90s was a major LGBT neighborhood. And I thought it was really interesting to me. I wanted to talk to you about this. Is I, I was talking, I was canvassing. I was talking to this gay older gay couple. They were sort of middle-aged, probably in their 50s. And one of them was a Latino man. One of them was a white man. But I just thought it was interesting because I mentioned I was from near Silver Lake and they said, oh, we used to live in Silver Lake. We can't afford to live in Silver Lake anymore. We live in Atwater Village, and even there, they said, you know, it's too, it's almost too expensive for us to live, even just across the river. So it's, it, you know, this is a gay couple that they've, like, they've been together for literally 20 to 30 years. They used to live in Silver Lake all the time, go to the Pride and everything, and I brought that up. The Pride that they used to have in Silver Lake that just does not exist wow, anymore. Wow, I had no idea. Yeah, it's, it was a big deal. I like, didn't know what Silver Lake was as a child. It so. stopped, <laughs> I looked it up, it stopped in, like, 2005 or something. 
It's just a weird... Silver Lake's a very weird location that probably wasn't known as Silver Lake in the past, you know? It's kind of like, who really is going to know what Echo Park is? Or who's really going to know what, like, even, like, Atwater Village? What exactly is that? Like, there's a lot of weird geographical areas, and a lot of times they were not really suburban, but, like, just a different sort of part of L.A. There's a lot more hills. There is still segregation. A lot of times... Old old Silver Lake was more like, at least from what I heard, was the Hills was primarily Asian American families, many of whom managed to find neighborhoods that were outside of sort of the areas they weren't allowed that had covenants against Asian Americans. And then the outside of the Hills were Latinos. Um, so in between the Hills and the areas that were more down, less hilly. We're talking about big hills here. We don't like climbing. Okay, yeah, that's not racist at all that's not a racism that's a racism just a little bit just a tiny bit can i be racist against myself point made future case future case well i mean so then but also in those neighborhoods were gay couples gay families gay people um in fact the black cat was located in silver lake that was a, a lesbian bar that actually had a major riot in the 60s late 60s before stonewall oh see but nobody cares about anything but stonewall yeah, and that future case file, but it's, I just, it, it just, it bugs me in a way because we think, it's sort of like Long Beach. Long Beach is actually a gay, when did that become a, there's all the gay people living in Long Beach, but it is. They have their own pride. Yeah, they have their own pride, mostly because the. Which I haven't been, I heard it's better. I've heard it's Or most, it's worse, I'm not sure. I've heard one. both, but let's be honest, it's probably because that's. That city wants to make as much fucking money as possible. Well, yeah, there's because a lot of beach gay money. Yeah, there's all the gay. I mean, money. not for me. You you can't get any gay money for. I, I hate going. To, that's one of the reasons I hate going to Pride. But gentrification. It's part of gentrification. No, it's not. Is but, Pride well? Pride is part of gentrification. I mean, uh, kind of. Mm, I don't know. I Yo, that it. that Pride was expensive. I went to the Pride in West Hollywood. That was expensive. Oh no, it always is. That was too much. Like. It I've was, always been broke for Pride, so I, I like, didn't pay feel, for my ticket. And I didn't feel comfortable there. Because, you know I mean? mm, because it's it's meant for a certain kind of, like, person or a group of people. And, you know, everyone's going to say, like, yeah, you're just going to say white and rich again because it's true. But it's, just, um, it's meant for people who have this disposable income. Yeah, they can They're just, able whoo. to, like, live in, like... West Hollywood or the surrounding area or like, you know... Or drive there. Or drive there. From like, what? Riverside. Like... And it's it's all... I mean, because it... I don't know. It's not meant for like, you know, the, the Latino, like, LGBT people that like are trying to find an outlet. The African American Latino community, the queer, transgender, yeah, agender, like, more genders and you can... Put a stick in. Yeah, because you like, can't... And that's one of the reasons why it's not meant for them is because you can't... Like, there's no reason to sell something to them. Because you can't exploit them. Except... Well, yes. not exploit them. You, you can't, can't take their money. Yes, because they, ha- they have significantly less... Or they're, they're expected to have I like how significantly you're, less you're money. You're, like, lecturing me on how much I can't afford to go to Pride. Ah, Patrick, <laughs> like, you, you should know better. You should know better than to waste your time and to have them throw out your entire handle of vodka you tried to sneak in. What? An entire... An entire handle! I did something illegal, everyone. Uh, no, but like we don't why, have to talk about this anymore. Why would you try to sneak in a handle of vodka? It was my friend's idea. No, like you it know, was would, my friend's idea. I, I didn't underst- think it I was a good idea. Understand if it was one of those smaller bottles. Like I would understand if it was one of those. So gentrification. Like, Ten dollar little tiny. No, it was a handle. Bottles. Gentrification. Let's get back on topic. Let's get um, back on topic. But yeah, I mean, this is a good part. I'm sure people will feel like comfortable about this. It's like, ah, yes, I like the gays, but we got to get back on topic. But yeah, you can't exploit. Um, you can't exploit these people. So of course, you know, is that topic? It's not. But I don't. I don't. I. I've kind of like run out of steam at this point. All the gentrification thing. I think it's in. I think there's a lot more to talk about. I would like. You know me. I would start talking about like, ah, oh, yes, the gold line in Pasadena, and like I'd be like, ah, oh, la, la, la. I still don't understand who that's for. The gold line. Yeah. Which part? The Pasadena uh, part? No, the other part. 
They say the gold line is actually has very little. Uh, has like the smallest amount of people riding on. Yeah, because there's no like anyone that lives in Pasadena is already like used to the fact that they need to drive everywhere. Yeah. Like the reason they're there is because they can afford to, you know, have a car and have a home and like, you know, move their asses between like Pasadena and like the central yeah. part of the city. Like, and, and I'm not saying that there aren't people who don't benefit from the gold line. Yeah, I mean, I benefit because from there's it. a reason why it's there. I forget. I've used or that thing like every weekend one. Like yeah. Every so, day, every weekend. Yeah, because for a while. you. Yeah, because you were working in that area. But I think, like, the, the, I don't know. This well, is that's, why it, that's what these things are for a lot of times. Let's yeah. be honest. Most travel is work, and when it's not, it's other things. I mean, we've used the gold line before to go, like, to Old Town Pasadena. Like, it makes sense in theory. You know, there are people out there, believe it or not, who would want to go to OTP. Oh. Yeah, literally, there's a name for it. To go, like, have some, like, hipstery bars and hi- go bar clubbing, whatever, the bar hopping? Bar hopping. Bar jumping. Uh, bar docking. When you dock into a bar, you just back up into it. You just back that ass up into the bar and then... Oh, uh, that's that's how we do it in WeHo. That's actually how we do it in OTP. Oh, God. No, that's um, not. I'm not from OTP. I don't know. I can't speak to their experience. Um, but the point is, the gold line now, the extension... Uh, at least someone told me that the goal, the extension is actually going to be better for the, that part of the gold line. The one that goes to Azusa? Yeah. Because there's more working class people that live out there that can now just like... I, I thought those places were imaginary. Well, like, no, there's I, like... I feel like this podcast is making me sound really ignorant about everything. I, I mean, it, it doesn't help that I know way too stupid much about I feel things like that you, aren't important. I feel like you have read the book on the city and its history. And I, I just, mean, I have. And I'm just sitting here <laughs> I've like, read like five books. I'm here like, oh, well, I live here and I've never felt the need to study it because, you know, when it's you live in a place, like, you don't need to like know like hey this is exactly the boundary between like azusa and the rest of the world um I but i know that i don't know that azusa is do. still imaginary you probably do anyway um is there is there anything you want to talk about else the gold anything? line we can talk about the gold well that my thing is uh well we could talk about the metro but i'm not that interested in it um what about that whole thing about like acculturation sort of like when you're in a sort of like we were talking about our fa- like the families that have been living in areas that have been gentrified and like taking over parts of that culture or like taking in some of that culture as a both a survival mechanism in some ways like you you feel like you have to become more part of the culture that's surrounding you when you are surviving in a neighborhood you've lived in your whole life and now suddenly it's gentrified i don't think i mean i think for me personally, I haven't felt that pressure. And I think it has to do with the fact that I went to school in a really, like, I went to, like, a really, like, bougie school where, like, that was the driving force in the way I see myself, the way I interact with the world. Mm-hmm. So I, I never felt that pressure coming from, you know, how my neighborhood was changing. And I feel for the most part, it's not changing. Like, I feel like it's still this, like, pocket that's, like, everything else around it is changing. But it's not like there's, like, you know, a bunch of high-rises coming out of nowhere. Yeah. It's not like Hollywood, Manhattan. Manhattan would or whatever. Manhattan, whatever the crap they're trying to say is happening. Which is kind of, actually, is kind of true. Yeah. No, and I'm not, and, and that's the thing. Like, I'm not, like, I know I make fun of, like, NIMBYs and whatever, like... But, yeah, they're not in my backyard. For yeah, those of you at home who um, don't know what a NIMBY is. Oh, you hear that? Um, you know, it's, dangerous neighborhood. Yeah. Whoa. People getting medical attention. I oh think that's no, there's a hospital down the street. That's no, funny. there isn't. The children's center is literally two blocks away. Mm. Anyway, no, not that I'm nearby there. You gotta stop giving clues to where the. I actually is. live in Los Phillies, JK. Oh uh, yeah. He's one of the rich ones. Um, he lives actually. We're in Griffith Park right now. We're there are a, people that live there, by the way. We are in a tent. We are in the old LA Zoo. This is where our uh, bunker is located. Shut the, <laughs> shut the front door. Fuck. Shut the fuck up. 
You can't, you can't curse and then not curse and then curse again. I can do anything I want. It is my freak. I am clapping right now. I need to calm yeah. down. <laughs> anyway. Okay, so when we're talking about that, I guess you're, you're, neither of us have examples for that to talk about like when you're acculturation. I could talk about my friend's examples. Um, does that make sense? Yeah, I mean, I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure I'm not like outside of this, and I just can't see it because I'm so deep in the shit. <laughs> like, I mean, I, you have boba now, like. Uh, but I've always had boba. But I feel like Koreatown's <laughs> a different. That's what I was saying. Is that I think that acculturation can sometimes be different. You have a weird, mm. a, a different situation because a lot of the people moving in. Yeah, there's a lot of like white hipsters trying to get too cheap many, rent. too <gasps> many. Okay, so okay, here we uh, go. slightly off topic. Well, no, actually, no. It's highly relevant, probably. Uh, if it's probably. Um, so in my old neighborhood, I moved like a year and a half ago. Um, where we, it was, I can talk about that because I don't live there no more. Um, so we lived a couple of blocks from the Southwestern Law School, and so you had a lot of law students like who started moving in once they like fixed up like that area. Oh, I know what that is, yeah. Yeah, they like closed off the street, added like a little like green area um, Oof, where like, you know, it was, it's still kind of public space, but at the same time it isn't. Um, you know, kids go there and like, you know, pretend it's a park, but at the same time it's private property or leased from the county or the city or whatever. The point is that there's a bunch of like, you know, these kids that are, they're not really kids, but they're like young adults that are moving into the neighborhood, trying to go get their like law degrees or whatever they're called. Um, and they treat the neighborhood like shit. Yeah. Like that's one of the things that like I hate it. Like if I have to pick something that was, like, you know, close to home in regards to gentrification and like, you know, people coming in, displacing other people. Like that building looks like it was built at the same time that my building was built. But I'm pretty sure if I go into that building, it's 10 times nicer than mine, maybe 100 times nicer than mine. And the like, you know, the stuff like the apartments or the units are probably much bigger, much nicer, like, you know, newly remodeled. Um, and they probably kicked a ton of people out just to do yeah, it that way. And like, they, and tons of people displaced. Yeah. So families like yeah yeah so and, and again it has to do a lot with that because i'm pretty sure they like fix up the apartments after someone leaves so like you have like units that are really nice and then units that are shit and i've been in situations like that when i was like looking for somewhere to live when i moved like i went to this building that was like like they showed us one apartment and it looked really nice and we're like oh what else is available we want a you know a corner apartment so we can have a lot of windows blah 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 and we go to this one and it's trashed and they're like, yeah, we just like had people move out and like whatever. And I'm just like, wow, like this is what they were living in compared to the ones where people are living in now. And it, it, I like how it, it's all coming to me now. <laughs> um, it's all coming together now. Yeah. And like, okay, anyway, but back to the people, like they treated the neighborhood like it was like a like not a cultural experience but they, if like they were traveling to this some foreign land where they could do whatever the hell they want yeah. because they felt entitled to the space cuz that's what the, you know what that sounds like it sounds like the international hostel at my at the school university I went to in India where all the white not just Americans but westerners would all hang out smoke weed outside yep I'm saying that out loud things that people did illegal things people were doing doing whatever the hell they wanted and it was like a gated area with fake grass. Like it was like a little park type thing in the front. And you're like, what the hell is what the hell is this? There's like a mural inside. It's really beautiful. And you go to the student hostels where actual Indian students go, the majority of students go, and they're terrible, they're shit, they're everything, they're this or that, they're cheap, but they're still shit. And it's it's like what? It's it's the same. That's the thing. It's the thing. It's the same thing that you're saying. It is like they're treating it like they're in a foreign land. Yeah. And that's sometimes I feel like I have to be careful because I'm like very much like, oh, yeah, I love that this na like the neighborhood is everyone here. A lot of people here are Latino. You know, oh, this neighborhood is little Ethiopia. I love that this neighborhood is primarily Ethiopians, not entirely, but sort of you got to worry. That's probably a f future case file is that sort of not just Orientalism, but exotification. Yeah. And Especially kind of like exotification to talk about in like neighborhoods or even places you go where people, it's sort of like when people talk about Harlem, 
when people talk about Harlem, they go to Harlem, they visit Harlem as an actual tourist destination, but they don't really, they're not, especially for white people, but you know, just in general, they don't see Harlem as, you know, a place where people live. Yeah, they still. see it as an attraction, like oh, I'm at Disneyland or and, Dead History. That that too. But that's something that I mean, I I always have to, I as someone that keeps talking about the history, I gotta make sure sometimes I'm like, oh yeah, this or that. I think there was a really good moment where we were driving through one neighborhood and it said something like something Salvador, like Salvador District or something. It was something, yeah. and I was like, oh yeah, I remember this area. It's specifically a Salvadorian. Neighborhood after the well during the war because that's where a ton of people ended up living, and they were like, "Oh yeah, huh?" Like all the people, who, granted, none of them were Salvadorian, none of them really like connected with what I was said to begin with, but they also it was dead his it was dead history, you know. It was nice, it was cool, it was probably still alive and well in certain ways, but it's not. You know, you you can't just see like a plaque somewhere that says "Saltel Japantown" and think, "Ah, yes." This is where they live. This is where they still live, and the, <laughs> the covenant still exists, and because of that, everyone has to live here. No, but it's it's still something real. I don't know. It's You can't exotify it. Be like, let me go get some, like, sushi, even though it's really good sushi there. Yeah, probably. Oh, yeah. Um, it's but I don't know. I think that's what I find, like, really Just... problematic about, like, designated, like, de I mean, not that, like, you know, historically, these places have held, like, a lot of, like, this one group of people. Like, yeah, I'm but... I'm not gonna deny that. Designated fetishized. Yeah, like, I'm not... Five. It's not like... You know, I can see people who, like... When I tell them... Because I used to... I, I mean, I always say... I'm from Koreatown because it's easier. People know where it is instead of me saying Westlake. And then people are like, where? One of the points that I wanted to make about... That the, the whole idea... Like, the whole, like, white people moving into my old neighborhood... Was the fact that, like, again, not only did they, like, exotify it, they, like, you know, came in, they were like, oh, pupusas, like, oh, oh didn't tacos. even say it right. Um, but they would, like, treat the neighborhood. That's what I made a like, joke out of. That was where I chose to make the joke. Sorry. Um, the my last stand. Oh, God. Um, the neighborhood itself, like, the one, like, where I lived, like, that was on the other side of the, like, the next block. They would come and, like, walk their dogs. Oh, no. And then, like, leave their shit everywhere. Oh, no. Which is like, I understand that dogs have to poop. Like, I'm not like, I'm not against not. I mean, having pets. Like, you could have pets. Like, Everyone poops. It's your damn apartment. Everyone poops. You can have even pets. your dog. But when you even your dog, you keep in your baby carriage. Yeah. yeah, but when you come into my neighborhood and you think, well, you know what? These are all like poor people that like are probably just gonna keep this place dirty. So I'm just gonna have my dog poop everywhere. That is when it's like, what the fuck? Like, you know. I understand that you're living the next block over, but it does not give you permission to come into my neighborhood and pretend like it's a sh like a fucking like or to think, oh, this is just the ghetto, so I can do whatever I want, and then I'll, because I get to leave because no, I have to live there, um, and that's like a lot of the you know, and that's what I kind of like what where it gets to me where people forget that you know people live there. That it's a location where, you know, life happens. And even though we don't have the same quality as, of life as, you know, our, you know, hipster counterparts across the street, it doesn't mean that you can come in and be like, well, you know what? If you, if you are not going to, you know, in quotes, respect your neighborhood, mm -hmm. why am I going to do it? Like, that's not... It's not an answer that I want to hear or a comment that I want to hear. Yeah. And even though I didn't hear it, their actions spoke for them for themselves. Like I, I never have to hear from from like you know, you know whatever type of person's moving into my neighborhood. Like it's always like through your actions, you're letting me know like you know what, fuck you and your you know the place you call home because I can move out if I want to because I have the means to do so and I have the privilege yes. to move wherever the hell I want. And I'm living here because I don't want to pay too much and I don't want to have to, like, charge my parents too much to fucking support me here. No, but I agree with that. Uh, the pet the pet thing is such a huge... It's interesting how gentrification can make everything into a big issue. Uh, cats and dogs. Huge issue when it comes to gentrification. It may not seem like it, but kind of does. Uh, in my neighborhood, I was walking down the street one night and there's this Latino family and there's this, uh, like, white hipsters yelling at them saying you're we saw your cat that cat is your cat and they're like that's we don't know whose cat that is 
And they're like, no, we know that's your cat. And it keeps shitting on our front porch. What? What? And you're like, you're attacking this family that you barely know, that you clearly don't treat with any level or modicum of respect, and assuming that it's their animal. And on top of that, there's also cultural ramifications there, too, because there are, at least my friend has argued as a Latina, that she's like, well, not all, a lot of Latina families don't keep their animals in the house to begin with. You know, some animals just don't go in the house. It's not a thing for everyone. Like, there's plenty of people around here, like, for their animals, they take their animals outside when they have to poop, but that's it. Uh, but when people own a house, like in some parts of here, they, their animals just live outside. Come inside, leave, come in, leave, come in, leave. Like in, uh, Hey Arnold. Yeah, like it's, it's getting, <laughs> the pig. The yeah, pig the that pig. they just, they just um, open, every time that Arnold opens the door, the animals come out. It's yeah. like, they just like that. It's kind of like that, and it's interesting because the way that these suburbanites, because that's what these hipsters are, they're not people that live in the city. They come in and they expect that everything to work their way. And they, they're willing to work with an apartment because they know they're going to get evicted for that. But they're in no way going to work with other neighbors, other people from different cultures who have different ways that something as small as like that, as a cat. A cat that lives outdoors pooping on their effing like, porch. Who cares? Clean it up. It's a cat. Yeah, I don't know. I, that, that really got me out of my... That really rustled my jimmies. I mean, and it, it, it brought with, the Jimmy rustling out. Yeah, I mean, it also has a lot to do with like privilege. Oh yeah. Like, I'm like I honestly, I mean, maybe I would have gotten upset, but I like you know, there's a certain level of you know respect that you should have for anyone, and I feel like that's lost in that like cultural like racial like difference yeah because i'm not gonna go up to another latino family and be like hey your dog is like shitting on my like lawn like what the fuck like how dare you like control your shit like i would be like hey like you know good afternoon like i just wanted to make sure that you knew that you know your dog is shitting all over my fucking property and it's like, I, uh, you know, I, I don't want to cause trouble, blah, blah, Like, it would be peacefully resolved because we're at, okay, we might not be, like, completely on the same level. But you're at a different level where this, it's not like... It's not like I feel like I have power over them. Yeah, this situation was literally, to give you an idea, like, even in the physical description of this interaction, it was very tall white guy talking down to, like, short Latino women. Yeah. Like, a mom and her, like, daughter. Yeah. That was hard. Like, for me, it was the most striking and very telling part of my neighborhood because it, it spoke to what's going on. Yeah. And, and and there's no way that this, like, Latina woman could have spoken up without it automatically being, like... Yeah. Like, like immediately racialized, being, like, well, you're some angry Latina. Yeah. Like, you're ghetto. Like, you don't know how to, like, deal with situations when this white man is doing the exact same thing. This being the the quote unquote ghetto one, yeah, and it's I don't know I think that's what makes it hard for this like cohabitation in a way yeah, to exist, yeah, exist because people don't realize that like you know we don't just exist exist in these like bubbles where like oh you know like I'm gonna live here and I'm not like anything mm. that happens isn't related to like you know my privilege my identity yeah so, yeah yeah no it's completely related to you know, what you expect mm. from the neighborhood versus what's already in place. And I feel like, you know, when it comes to me, like, I had no trouble moving in from my old building to my new building. Like, because I knew how to talk to people. I knew, like, how to, you know, establish that rapport with people. Something that someone that grew up in the suburbs where they probably lived in a house that was exclusive to their family where they set up their own rules without taking the, you know, maybe like outdoor like spaces, maybe taking their neighbors into consideration, but that's why they have fences. Yeah. Um, and I feel like that's, and I, like, that's something that, I mean, I'm not saying that all white hipsters that move in here live in houses, but, but like, I'm saying that there's cultural, racial, like, like, you know, class differences. Mm -hmm. That they're not taking into account because they feel like, well, I don't need to think about this because 
I never had to think about this. And I'm like, just gonna keep not thinking about it. Yeah, because they like again because they know that if they call the police or if they call the landlord or if they call anyone that's an authority, who's gonna benefit from that? It's, it's going to be, gonna be the, the white person, the person who can properly speak to the authorities and be more like what is it, articulate and like make themselves seem less threatening than this like tiny Latina woman who might have difficulties with Spanish, who might not have, you know, the language to say, oh, this is what like this is what like the harassment that this person is putting me through. And that probably doesn't have people to back her up. To say, like, oh, like, you know, this is what we need to do in order to resolve this issue. Mm -hmm. And they'll probably, t you know, just settle for, like, something where they, a compromise where they lose and this other person wins. Of course. And they'll never see it as, oh, I won because, you know, I had all this to back me up and not just because I was right or I was wrong or whatever. Yeah. Classic. Happens all the time. Every day. Damn, gentrification. This is all its fault. Yeah, it is. I mean, well, it's interesting because we're like, it's so, there's positives, guys. There's good stuff. And then it's hard to like, we're really killing it. We're like trying to make it like positive and then it's just becoming like sad. We're like, fuck. What because, do we do? Like, And I think it has a it lot to... Is it just us or is it... <laughs> no, I think it has a lot to do with the fact that we want to create positive spaces mm -hmm. without dealing with the causes of those like the the they don't point made yeah yeah like like i was saying the tornado <laughs> what is it is a tornado i don't even know what the metaphor was the, why is it a tornado for the tornado of all the problems of the past close to a century that have not been resolved because we're talking okay i i didn't describe it enough but if you look back all the way to like the 1920s like, or almost over 100 years ago um the the urban landscape of the U.S. was very different, but was sort of similar. We had major segregation. You had a lot of, at the time, a lot of black people moving into, and other um, ethnic minorities, moving into cities, uh, moving into especially segregated parts of the city. And then you have this, like, reversal in the 50s and 60s of people moving to the suburbs. And then now we're having sort of a, quote-unquote reversal, which I don't think is a reversal necessarily. Um, it's a little more complicated than that of people then coming back to this, white people coming back to the city and displacing people of color. Um, that's what I say a tornado because it's not just simply that. It's also, you know, homelessness that hasn't been solved. It's the war on drugs, which hasn't been solved. It's the war on terror that hasn't been solved. It is all of our issues. It's the drugs. It's income inequality it's poverty it's a lack of transportation a destroyed transportation system you take all that it's a tornado yeah we can't talk it's hard for us to talk positive about it when you see all this stuff happening when all you can say about it is well hey on the micro level for this one latino family that managed to survive in a really nice neighborhood that or a, a neighborhood that was bad became good they now are doing a little better. That's it's it sucks. Like that's messed up that we have to sort of settle for individual microcosm cases. I mean, because it's, it's easier. <laughs> yeah, it is. I mean, obviously, we know why. But. Yeah, and and I mean, and that's I mean, I don't know. I think it's it's more like it's just more cost effective to settle with one family then too oh so you're like you're agreeing with gentrification oh no I'm, I'm i'm saying i'm pointing out why it's not working as intended and in, even not even intended well I, yeah because it was it really intended to help people of color no it was that <laughs> like hey we need more money who's gonna get us get us that money um but as in an ideal world i guess mm -hmm. like it's not working as you know what they would let us know like would be the reason why they're like getting rid of all these like you know supermarkets and replacing them with like targets or whatever um i don't know i think the reason why it doesn't work is because they're instead of again solving these issues that you know affect the quality of life they are just moving it elsewhere and then just 
you know, spraying some glitter on the leftovers and yeah, you know, making it look pretty. Putting Call, a star calling it apple pie when yeah. it's shit. Yeah. yeah, you know, classic. I feel like people are gonna listen to this and just be. Like, either depressed or... or... Don't be exhausted. I'm exhausted. I'm exhausted right now. Yeah, we're going to probably end it soon. We can yeah. end it with a conversation about ghosting on Tinder. No. This, okay. This will be our next topic. Okay. We're going to talk we... next week about Tinder. Yes. We're going to talk about Tinder in general and probably, like, dating sites. Yeah. And um, I don't know how queer culture... Not queer culture. So we have to... We can just talk about everything. You know what? We will That's talk obviously going to be a part of it. Tinder. I, I, you know that queer culture is a part of that. Right. Swipe right on this conversation. Like, I am sorry to anyone that felt like they didn't know what they were getting into. They started this up at work at like 8 a.m. They're like, it's going to be a great podcast. It's like now, like, I don't know, 9.45. And they're crying at their desk. Yeah. They're like about to throw their computer out. No, they're about they're to like They're going to move phone. home. They're going to move back in with their family because they've decided that living the city the urban life is not for them because they realize how screwed up they are no I, I don't i'm kidding i have an option i should i should add i've been talking this whole time and i never said that i am also a i, I am a white s- former suburbanite so did, i did you actually, not hear it in his voice i, I mean so, i don't know some people probably heard it yeah. they probably heard the water when i say water, water. It sounds weird um but i think that's important to note because like you were saying dude like dude dude, dude. Uh, you were saying, like, we have to recognize our position and our positionality and how that affects what's going on because I could easily be the next day gentrifier and I don't want to be part of that, but that doesn't mean that I shouldn't be aware of it. So that's been Oh, Please Don't, uh, episode one, <laughs> gentrification. If you have any suggestions, any topics you would like to like us to talk about, please email us at Oh, please don't. Oh, wait, no, that's not the email. OPDpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, so that's it. Uh, peace. Bow, bow, bow.